0: Welcome back to Level Up with Lori, where I talk a little bit about life, a little bit about business, and every single thing in between, where I share strategy, and where I hope to shift your perspective and the way that you show up in the world, because at the end of the day, what I really truly believe the world needs more of is the magic that every single one of us has inside of us. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and I will see you on the other side. Hey, hey, hey! You guys, welcome back to Love Up with Lori. I'm so excited that you are here today. We have another edition of our leadership leadership series, and I'm incredibly excited and honored to welcome Carrie Barfoot onto the podcast today. Carrie has actually been with Epicure for 15 years, which is absolutely amazing. And what I love about her, which is Different from some of the stories and some of the leaders that I have introduced you to you so far is that she actually did start in order to create an income. She was starting a family and just newly married, and after her first baby and after her first matly, she basically went all in and turned it into a full time income that replaced her current income and. So we dig into that in some of the steps in order, like if there's, I know that some of you out there listening are considering and, and wondering to yourself if this is possible for you. And I want you to know, and I think what you will hear inside this episode is that it is possible for every single one of us, but the biggest piece in that entire puzzle is making the decision that that, that is what you want and then choosing like Carrie did to go all in after like the pursuit of that goal the other thing we talk about because um she has been in this industry for 15 years is just kind of the transition of going from being fully in person to the last two years having to fully transition into online and how she sees this playing out as we kind of move into a new era of network marketing where we're now online skills masters but we can now start to be in person again and just kind of how powerful this hybrid could be for your business. So sit back, relax, or keep driving your car or going on your walk, whatever you're doing, but tune in to this episode. And if you love it, go, um, follow Carrie over on Facebook and Instagram, give her some love, share this episode into your stories and tag me. And I promise to give you some love back. You guys, I always, always, always appreciate the love and the more we can share and build a community around us, the more we change this industry that we know and we love. And the more we can get this word and this valuable training out to the ears that it needs to reach. So I love you as always. And I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. All right, I'm here with Carrie, and I'm so excited to kind of start this next episode in our leadership series. Thank you so much for being with us today, Carrie.
1: Absolutely. It's my honor. I'm excited.
0: Me too. Me too. Honestly, um, so far, the ones that I have done have been, it's just like such an awesome experience to see leadership through other people's eyes. And I think sometimes it feels unattainable to people and yet we're normal humans too, right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, How long have you been um, in business? And why don't you tell us a little bit of how you got started with Epicure?
1: Okay. um, So I've been with Epicure 15 years. Wow. So rewind the clock 15 years ago uh, in a traditional job. I went through school to be a graphic designer. uh, I was working in that field for about eight years. And Mm -hmm. I love the creativity and I love the people I worked with. um, But I soon recognized that I didn't love being an employee. (laughs) I didn't love not having all yes. of my time and my schedule. Yes. So um, I, I also at that time, my husband and I, my high school sweetheart, we had just uh, got married. So we're newly married, we just purchased a new home. And we wanted to start a new family. So we had all these like new things happening in our life. And you know, at the end of the month, we still had more month happening than money. So I needed, I really just needed extra income, I was looking for something that was flexible that I could do with my full time career. And I was introduced to Epicure. Uh, So I really saw it um, as a business opportunity. So Mm -hmm. I started as a side gig, as many people do, it was flexible, I could do it with my full time job. Then my husband and I um, did start our first our family, we had our first son, Patrick. And while I was on maternity leave, that's when I really got sparked that this side gig had the opportunity to be so much more, that it really could be my ticket to being an entrepreneur versus an employee. So I went all in that year on that leave. It was really the gift of time that I was given. And uh, that's 15 years later. So I have three beautiful children. I have Patrick, who is going to high school next year. And I have twins. I call them my twinners, Parker and Preston, and they're 10.
0: And I forgot you were like a fellow three-boy mom.
1: Yes, so boy mom, twin mom, hockey mom. And my children have all been born into Epicure. Uh, It's allowed me to be a work-at-home mom Uh, build a beautiful life for our family you know make a six-figure income and just really wake up every day like super jazzed and happy about what I do and to instill you know in my children that you know your career isn't just about a paycheck it's about creating a lifestyle and creating that happiness so it's been it's been a really amazing journey and I'm just grateful that Epicure was the platform that's been allowing me to do that.
0: Um, so you decided kind of in that first year of mat leave to go all in, did you ever return back to work or what did that look like for you?
1: No, I didn't. So it was very scary. Um, (laughs) The first, the uh, year I was on mat leave, I went to my first conference. So if you are in any type of direct sales, like definitely attend your conferences. That's what did it for me. That's what showed me that it's not a side gig. There is women and men that are legitly making an amazing career. So I was sparked, I was inspired, and I just decided that that year was my opportunity to go all in, to give it everything I needed, and to make, I made my first goal to make enough income to cover what I was making on MAT leave, which isn't very much but I knew that I could survive starting point. Right. Yes. So that was my starting point. And then once I reached that, then I could increase my goal from there.
0: Love it. And so I feel like this is a good conversation to have. Like if you had to give somebody advice for like how to like transition, I know there's a lot of women who spend a lot of time thinking about whether this could become something that could allow them to drop down to part time or allow them to, fully work from the home. But I think there's a lot of things that often get in the way, probably mostly stuff in between our two ears. But like, how do you make that transition? What are some of those pivotal steps to going all in?
1: To going all in. So a couple things. One, I always tell my my consultants who are looking at leadership, number one, perfection is the enemy of done. It will never be perfect. You just have to do it. You just have to get in and get dirty. You're going to learn as you go. And I would say the biggest thing is you need to be consistent. So it's all of those small actions every single day that you're putting towards your business that are going to create big results. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just having a plan and just really getting out of your own way. Mm-hmm. Stop with the excuses. If it is really valuable, important to yourself, then you have everything it takes to do it. You just, you really just need to believe. And and you I always say like, can you imagine how far you would go if you were less afraid?
0: Like yes. Just, you know, make fear your fuel and go for it. Love that. And, and almost when you have to, right? Like the simple fact that you made that decision not to go back to work meant that like you had to figure out a way to make that position provide the level of income that you needed. It was the same for me when I gave up teaching. Like there was just now there's just no there's no, nothing to fall back on. So people always say, well, what's your why? And back then it was literally to feed my family.
1: (laughs) I, I really, I'm glad that you said that because I, I think that's so true. And I can actually see a a difference in leaders on my organization of those that literally have to Mm -hmm. versus it's really nice to be in leader or you have to, and if you have a have to it just, it fuels your fire and it gets you to where you need to be. And then once you kind of get there and you start to, re, you know, experience that lifestyle of being an entrepreneur and having control, then that becomes your fuel that, yeah. you, you know, that that's a fuel of why you want to go bigger and farther and reach uh, bigger dreams for sure.
0: Exactly. It's almost like, uh, you know, if you don't have, if you don't have anything else to fall back on, you're going to do the post, you're going to do the reach out, you're going to do all the things that you need to do, even though it doesn't feel comfortable. And I think the biggest misconception in this industry is that it's all about motivation. Because motivation is just this thing that we think that we should have in order to do the things. But I don't know about you, but I don't wake up every single morning, like, motivated, necessarily.
1: (laughs) Yes. I I also like I want to make sure that I do say like there's this misperception, I think, um, when people speak to upper, you know, levels in this company that have made this our sole career that I, you know, we never say to go quit your job, you know, I have leaders that love their job and I would never tell anybody to quit their job only if it's not be um, filling their cup or purposeful yeah. for them. But some people like have an amazing career, but then have built this exceptional leadership journey um, and then have bigger goals like Freedom 50, Freedom 55, a right. upon boat or a Cottage and be mm-hmm. able to create this lifestyle by having both careers. But it's, I think it's taking that leap of faith to figure out, what is your why? Like, why are you going to do this? Like, what is your have to? And then that's what's going to fuel you.
0: I love that. I love that. Um, okay. So I did have like one question that I typically ask people uh, just about like any challenges that you kind of come up against inside of your leadership journey. Like what has been like one of the bigger ones that you've noticed either for yourself or even the leaders that you work with on, in your organization?
1: Absolutely. I'd say one of the biggest challenges that I've dealt with in my 15 years, I still today, it's negativity. Mm -hmm. So as a new consultant, before I started to build a team, there's always that negativity from somewhere. Um, I remember going to a training very, very new in my my business with Epicure. And the lady that I went with said to me, we will never make it to the top of this company because we didn't start at the beginning. Oh. And she just fed a lot of that yeah. myth perception into my head. Mm-hmm. And I remember now that I look back, I could have swallowed that pill. Mm-hmm. I could have believed her and it would have stopped me, but I chose not to. And I chose to believe and stay positive. Sorry. Uh, so I think whether you're a new consultant all the way to today, there's always going to be negativity. You need to learn how to turn that off, to be positive, forward thinking, and to know that it's not always going to be perfect. There's going to be there's going to be hard times. We're always going to be digging digging that tunnel to our goal, and there's always going to be walls in that get put in our face when we're in that tunnel, and those are the walls that are put in there to keep the people out that don't want it bad enough so keep digging keep going forward and you will reach your goals so i think it's just staying positive and not and making sure that you take that negativity out of your life that is probably the biggest challenge that a lot of people and i've faced is Mm -hmm. getting rid of the negativity from others
0: oh and the truth is my guess is that woman did not make it to the top of the organization
1: Funny story, she actually reached out to me about a year or so ago and uh, was a host. She hosted Mm -hmm. for me because she had left the company quite a long time ago. And she had actually said to me, I wish I stuck it out. And she's in kind of a dead end job. She's stressed out and it kind of felt not good for her. But I thought I'm so glad I didn't swallow that pill that she gave those years ago so definitely negativity serves nobody.
0: Well, and I think we need to remind ourselves that like the negative things that we say can become self-fulfilling prophecies, right? Like you hear a lot of people say, oh, people are not buying in my area or the products are too expensive for this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A, you can never sell something that you don't truly believe in the value of. And B, anytime you kind of live inside those negative thoughts, it, it becomes the truth for you.
1: Absolutely. So be cautious of who you surround yourself with. And sometimes that can be very, very difficult to Mm -hmm. take yourself out and away from those people. But it is very important. And to just believe, believe in your products, believe in your company that they've got your back, believe in yourself. And, you know, and it's hard. It's so easy to just say, be positive positive. Being positive is hard. I know that's kind of like um, (laughs) retroacting itself, but you need to like work on that. So it's positive podcasts and affirmations and goal, you know, goal sheets around you. Like you really, it's part of our business is, and your life is to just really work at that positivity and that open growth mindset.
0: Yeah. I love the growth mindset um, aspect of that. Um, Okay. So 15 years. You've seen the transition of working this business in a number of different ways. What are you, I know this is totally a question out of nowhere, but like, what are you going to bring into kind of the next six months? Like knowing, I feel like you've seen a lot of from everything from when I started, I did hundred percent in person, which I'm guessing you were too at one point. And then of course, in the last two years, we've had to transition to hundred percent online. What do you think the future holds?
1: Oh my gosh, (laughs) it's a very interesting time right now. And you're right. I did hundred percent in person and then the last two years had to pivot virtual. And that was absolutely exceptional. I learned so much and grew so much from that, but I am at a place that I'm back to both. So Mm -hmm. I do feel that there is a space for virtual to continue. E-commerce is supposed to like quadruple in the next two years um but i do feel that we need to get back into belly to belly person to person um so i see it like as a hybrid that we will do in person as well to build community and connection and relationships however virtual will stay because it allows us to reach further it allows us to connect with more people um so i'd say in the next six months we're going to see a little both virtual and in person, and I think we're going to, as leaders, we'll be leading the way um, Mm -hmm. to challenge ourselves to get back out with people to then inspire our team to do the same as we, I'm sure many of that we're speaking to have grown a team or have joined during the last two years of only virtual. So it's, it's. That's what I was just thinking.
0: There will be a lot of humans in our organizations that have actually never experienced the magic of being in person. And I'm certain, especially for Epicure, like there's just got to be nothing like the in-person experience.
1: Yeah. The tasting, the food, um, definitely with Epicure, but with anything, when, when, when humans come together and we share a glass of wine and we share, you know, something we're passionate about, like it is magic. And right now, especially people are, craving that interaction with others, because we've been like hermitated for the last two years. Okay. So now is the time, especially as a leadership role to get out there to show the way to inspire our teams to experience the magic. So it's going to take a little bit of a, a push for some and we need to lead the way.
0: And I think like anybody that's listening to this that has not done in person, what you need to know is that it's like taking candy from a baby in terms of sales, right? Like online, we show up and we do a really good job, but we never know for sure how it's going to turn out. But every single time you can get a human into a room and they can sample your products and see your products firsthand, regardless of the products, if you can get them there, most of the time they're going to become your shoppers.
1: Exactly. The other thing that's really powerful for in-person that for those that haven't done it, if you're listening, is with the virtual, I feel that we are, um, we do the presentation, we do the shares, we do the show, and then we chase the sale after. Mm-hmm. And again, not knowing what's going to happen. Whereas mm-hmm. when it's in person, it is done that night. you just yes. in there, the orders are done, the payment, the bookings, the, the sponsoring yes. leads. It's like a one and done. You drive home and it's like, check done, no chasing. So it 100%. really is like,
0: very, very effective, right? Because I'm certain there's some people that are thinking that it's more time consuming, more energy consuming, but really a who doesn't want to get out of the house a little bit, like, I don't know, my two hands are in the air. Um, But you're right, everything's done in that two hour window. So it is so much more efficient than the online business model in a lot of ways, even though I think the coming together of them, the marrying is absolute magic.
1: I think like, as far as like, say a party or whatever you call it, it's more effective. And then from there, we're funneling these new customers into our VIP, doing an amazing job to effectively run those VIP or community groups. And uh, from there, that's a whole other stream of income. So that virtual and that in-person, I think there's like a really beautiful place how they come together now.
0: Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay. So if you could give anyone running a business and wanting to move into leadership, one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: So a consultant looking to move to leadership, I would say, be your best consultant, (laughs) be your best consultant, meaning lead the way, inspire others, cheer them on and lead by example. So do the work, do what you, what you want your team to do. You need to do it yourself I think a lot of times as they move from consultant to leader, when they get to leader, they feel like I've arrived and then they, you focus so much time on supporting your team, you forget about your personal business. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: from a consultant moving to leader, you need to hammer down, do the work, be your best consultant and when you reach leader you want to continue that you always want to be your best consultant on your team.
0: It's so true. I always used to say like, you cannot expect anyone else to do the things you're not willing to do yourself.
1: Exactly. And we're, as I feel like we're all independent consultants. So anyone that gets into this type of field, they're independent. We're all big girls, big boys. We do the work ourselves. We don't need to hold each other's hand. As a leader, you're there to cheer, inspire. And by doing the actions and leading the way, that is what's going to inspire and and, uh, bring your team up with you.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. Um, do you have a favorite podcast or a book you would recommend? Level up with Lori for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a no brainer, right? <laughs> I,
1: I will say I'm, I'm really enjoying your podcast. Shout out to you yeah. You actually connected me with you. Uh, really amazing stuff. So mm-hmm. I love podcasts. I love to walk every morning and that's what fuels me as I listen to
0: positive, uplifting podcasts. Well, I think that kind of goes back to the point you made before about surrounding yourself with that kind of energy
1: exactly so really like investing in that so level up with Laura I do I love your work I really love Rachel Hollis I love Mm -hmm. anybody that's motivational if I'm trying to like master a certain area in my life I'll like dive into podcasts about that Mm -hmm. um as far as books um I want to be a reader because
0: Readers are leaders listening to books because that has been the game changer yeah. for me. The Audible yeah. app actually makes it so that I can read books. I read books that are fluff, but then like I fall asleep if I'm reading business books at night, okay. or it acts to break my brain yeah. and I can't go to sleep. Yeah. I love fluffy books,
1: um, yeah, business books. Same thing, I love the Audible, um, but I do have one favorite book and I like to give my new leaders this, um, okay. and it's called The. The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And it's by Charlie Maxey, if you've ever seen this. I haven't um, heard of that one before. And it's a it's really- The Boy, The Mole, The Horse? The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. And it's okay. actually a picture book. <laughs> okay. And what I love about this, especially I think being a mama voice boys too, like I just, it really connects with me, but hmm. it's all about, it has different quotes in it. So it's a story, but it's all motivational quotes mixed up throughout the story. I love that. It is a beautiful read. Our CEO of Epicure actually gave it to me. And like, I was crying when I was reading it. It's so sweet and it's easy to read. And it's, if you've got kids, you can kind of read it to them. So I do,
0: I, love I really that. Love and then if there's I any leaders it. listening to this, it clearly makes a really powerful gift. It does. It's a beautiful gift for sure love that okay so where can people find you on instagram if they want to check you out or where is the best place on social media to find you
1: Absolutely. so instagram carrie underscore barfoot Mm -hmm. on facebook just carrie barfoot i have a business page as well as a vip page that you can join
0: as well awesome well thank you so much for your time this afternoon yes thank you so much for having me oh you're so welcome